Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very special guest coming from Hershey, PA, Victor Manuel. How you doing today, Victor? Good, Aaron. Aaron. How you doing today, man? I am doing great, man. I'm happy for you to be on the pod and hanging out with us and, uh, you know, coming down from Hershey to Baltimore. We, that's number love. I appreciate it. Hey, man. I appreciate the invite. Definitely. It's good to be here. And I uh, wanted to say I appreciate the support you've been giving me on all the social media platforms and things of that nature because that's very important for friends and businesses to support each other out here. And it's free to host anything. You know, yeah, and I appreciate definitely. that. Hey, man, definitely. Anything I can do to help, I, you know, I started a business a couple of years back and uh, actually opened a medical laboratory in 2012. And Internet wasn't really that big back then. So as far as marketing, I had to kind of pay a company a couple thousand dollars to basically market for me. And everything was basically through the mail. Gotcha. And, and with this business that I just opened about a year and a half ago, uh, with the expansion of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, I've been able to put myself on a platform pretty much for about, you know, a year and a half with my business. Okay, so we, we haven't gone to your business yet, but uh, talk about your business. Um, what, what do you got going on? What, like, what, what, what you got going on Hershey? Well, right now, uh, when everybody thinks of Hershey, Pennsylvania, they think of chocolate. They think of Hershey Park. They think of, you know, chocolate work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually brought something different to Hershey. Um, uh, for all the people that live close to the area, they basically know that Hershey is not well known for haircuts. Okay. There are very few barber shops in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So I wanted to bring something new and exquisite to the area. So I opened up a gentleman's barber shop called Victor Manuel's Gentleman's Barber Shop in the Hershey area. So. Okay, so so let's give people a little background about you first and foremost. How did you get into the field of being a barber? Um, Stylist, you know, we, we, I've known you as a guy who worked out the gym, hard worker, um, family man. Yeah, man. And so it just, to me, I love what you're doing, but give people a little background, know who you are so they can invest in you. Well, it's funny. I, I come from a blue collar family. Uh, my father was a, it was a steel worker and uh, my grandfather was a steel worker. So my dad was actually second generation steel worker. And uh, I basically didn't want to go that route because I saw the work that it entailed. That type of work I just wasn't cut out for. Um, you're talking it's summertime right now, 90 degrees outside in the steel mill, you're looking at 180 degrees plus. So you're from which area? Uh, Western Pennsylvania. Okay, Pittsburgh area? Nah, north of Pittsburgh, Erie? small town called Meadville. It's right, it's about 40 minutes south of Erie. Okay. Um, I grew up there with my mother and my father, my grandparents and uh, you know, at a young age, you know, I had two good men to look up to growing up. Uh, my grandfather, he was probably, you know, one of the nicest men, just genuinely nice men that I've ever met in my life, along with my father. Um, so when I was 14, my uh, grandfather gave me a call and said, hey, I want you to come up to my house and uh, I want to talk to you. So uh, I actually headed up to his house. I walk in and he has this big box full of these uh Oster Classic 76 Clippers. <laughs> and he's playing around with them. And I'm like, oh, man. And I remember when I was younger, I used to go to his house. And, you know, when you go up to your grandparents' room, you used to snoop through stuff right. as a kid. I was right. snooping through stuff, and I saw this box of Clippers. Everything looked real cool and neat. I was all into mechanics and into all kinds of mechanical devices back then. I would buy cars and get cars for Christmas. I'd rip them apart and try to put them back together. 
So anyway, long story short, he invited me up. I went up to see him. He had this box of clippers, clippers in his hand, and he said to me, I'm going to teach you how to cut my hair. Now, at the time, he didn't have much hair because he was an older man, but, right. you know, I'm like, you can teach me how to cut hair? Like, come on, man. I'm really trying to cut no hair. Like, and he turned those clippers on, and they made that noise, and it drew me close to actually wanting to cut hair. So what age was this again? I was about 14. 14 years old. 14 years but old. But I'm sure you had other ambitions as a young child at that point. I mean, you know what? Growing up in the, the, the generation and era that I grew up in, I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to make... I mean, I, it was funny you mentioned it. I, I opened up a, I have this notebook, freshman year of college. We had to write down where we'd be six years from now. And when I tell you, I look at that book now, and I had such a deluded concept of life. I was, all I had was, I'm gonna have a, a mansion. I'm gonna have six cars. I'm gonna have four kids and 12 swimming pools, three bathrooms. <laughs> just, it just wasn't with reality at the point in time. You know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, so. 14 years old, you want to be an NFL athlete, and we get to 18 years old. Are you cutting hair for friends and friends or family at this point? Nah, man. You know what's crazy is uh, probably a month before I left for college, uh, my grandfather called me again. He said, I need you to come up to the house again. I'm like, you need to come up again? Like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, you need to come see me before you leave for college. I need to talk to you. So I said, all right, you know, headed up to his house. And we uh, walked in, and he had a nice little case that he had prepared everything for me. And he said, listen, I want you to take these clippers with you to college. Because you're going to go up there, and you're going to struggle financially. You ain't going to have food. You're going to be hungry. And these are going to always help you eat. So, uh, Little did you know, that was some of worldly man, advice at that point. I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. We talk about all the college experience and things of that nature. I wish I would have gravitated back then to the barbering field because I would probably be 10 steps further than where I am now in life. And So, okay, so what happened? So what happened? You, go to, you go to college. Man, I go to college. Next thing you know, uh, start cutting a cut. You know, you got buddies. You start cutting hair. Nobody okay. wants to go to a barbershop get spend money in college. You ain't got no money. You're broke. I was charging like $5, 10 a cut. So I'm like, <laughs> man, let me go ahead and cut your hair, man. Come on. Next thing you know, the word was spread around campus. I was on Chinook, like on Thursdays. Uh, we had a tequila Thursdays up there at one of the apartments up there. And uh, before the party and everything would start off, I'd spend the whole day cutting hair. Every, every hour I had a new client. They pay me 10 bucks. For for those who don't know, when he's talking about Chinook is a spot, is a road on the South Campus at Syracuse, Syracuse University. Um, it's a South, South Campus. And it's where you have like a two-bedroom or three-bedroom apartment and our old military bunks that the military used to stay in. So it's an area of the South Campus where a lot of the athletes live. Or if you didn't want to live in like a dorm, you could live in an apartment out there. So that's what he's talking about, Chinook in the area. Yeah, and it was crazy. Like I said, uh, the word got around that I could cut hair. Next thing you know, so-and-so told so-and-so. Next thing you know, so-and-so told so-and-so. And then it got to the point that when the next semester came, I wouldn't even schedule classes at all on Thursdays. I would just say, no, from nine o'clock in the morning on, I'm cutting hair all day. See, it was funny. In college, it's hard to find a barber. Oh, it is, definitely. And then you, everybody knows, just going back to, so people realize Syracuse, um, a lot of minority fraternities and sororities have a big party. It's called the Shine Auditorium. 
And it was always on a Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah. And everybody wanted to get fresh. For fresh was what the fresh was in. It was you 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 weren't looking not saying kids looking rough right now, but what I'm saying is you had to be fresh. You had rap, you could have some busted J's on a sweatsuit, but if your hair was fresh, you were fine. You were you were fresh. And I remember getting the haircut. I remember getting the haircuts in the bathroom. Right. In yeah. the in the dorm. And seeing guys sitting out with chairs in the hallways and Wait. dorms waiting to get the haircut in yeah. BB. Facts. And Bruce Bowling, uh, another spot in the campus. So I remember that. So you're cutting hair, you're mm-hmm. doing your thing, yep. but that's not where you that's not where your life took you. Nah, it's crazy. After Syracuse, I, uh, 2012, I opened up a medical laboratory in uh, Camp Hill, Pennsylvania called Lab Solutions Incorporated. I was a CEO of my own lab. And I, knew, I just remember at the time I had the decision of opening a business. What was I going to do? Was I going to do a medical laboratory or was I going to do a barbershop? And again, I went with the lesser two evils at the time. I chose to do the laboratory. Do you think because... Society puts something on us. Absolutely. Meaning, like you have to go to college. You have to go to college. You can't be a barber because there's no money in it. And really, people really don't understand. We'll get to that further down the line. Absolutely. I think it's more of like a stereotype. Well, it's more of a standard. Okay. Uh, especially coming from African American and Puerto Rican background. Okay. My mother was a pharmacist technician, and she always wanted me to do the white collar thing. You know, I had the opportunity to go to college a lot. I, I was, what, first generation college, my sister and I. Wow. And, well, actually my mom was. Okay. But she never finished. She, she made it to her senior year. I think she was a few credit shy and whatnot. But long story short, they provided a, a route for us to go to college. And we took that route. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely a stigmatism. Well, you have to go to college. And when I, I had even mentioned, hey, mom, you know, you think about, you open in a bar, man, you better go ahead and open that laboratory and do what you went to school for. Because, you know, you, and I'm like, mom, but. Because I've always known you guys, the guy who got the laboratory, yeah. you know, going, doing your thing with the business side. Yeah. And I didn't know you cut hair. Right. I never knew this. Right. And that's funny because I've known you for over 20 years and I didn't realize you cut hair. I mean, I knew you cut hair when I got out of college. Right. But I didn't know you were cutting hair. At Syracuse, which is which is crazy. Yeah, it was in Syracuse. Uh, after Syracuse, I even even when I had my lab, I would work until six seven o'clock. Wow! And I would go to a barber shop where I worked just to get a couple heads in because it's what I like to do. It was relaxing. It was like therapy, so to speak. So now you have your own business, the medical field, right? What happens between there and starting getting your, that, that itch, the itch that itch? What happened? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. Uh, Obamacare came. Okay. Uh, at the time, I think Bush was president, and we went through a, a point where I actually had some big things lined up for my lab to where I was going to make a good uh, six figures plus okay. and, and be able to retire like literally within months. Okay. Um, I sat down with a, a well-known hospital in the area and sat down with the department, uh, lab department, and we discussed a way for us to service them in a sense. And everything was a go. They met with my, my uh, board of directors, my accountant, they met with everybody. And we actually had a deal in play. And uh, then Obamacare came out. Okay. And that killed the whole dream right there. Well... It, it basically put the medical industry in shambles as far as 
they didn't know what it was going to consist of. They just knew that this new healthcare system was coming out and they didn't know how it was going to affect them. Gotcha. And because of that, a lot of places were like, we're not going to move. We're not budgeting until we know exactly what's going on. Okay. So, you know, I basically spent two years after that service in the community with my lab. And then uh, in 14, I sold it. Okay. So, but out of the game. So you got the game. So at that point, your first entrepreneur. Right. It was a success. A success. Definitely was. But I learned a lot too. You learned, well. you learned a lot from the corporate business world from there. I knew I learned a lot about insurances. I learned a lot about Medicare, kickbacks. I learned a lot about everything. So what happens next? Well, I, I got rid of the place and I went home and relaxed for a while and figured out my next move. Uh, I was bored, so I, you know, I'd go to a barber shop, cut hair. The next thing you know, uh, I'm just cutting hair. Cutting hey, where hair. were you? Where were you at the time? Where present? Oh, at this time, I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I had closed the the lab was in uh, Camp Hill, literally over the bridge is Harrisburg. So I was in inner city cutting hair. Just. Okay, and I know you have cut hair for. How did you get into the other scene? Of the, I know you were cutting hair in D.C. Yeah. So this is while you were in Harrisburg, correct? Um, yeah, I was actually traveling. I so got, you were traveling? I'd actually there. gotten a call from, from one of the Washington Wizards. You name, name I won't name the players. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I got a call on a day off, basically. Well, it was a message on my Instagram saying, hey, are you, are you cutting today? And I'm like, what? I'm like, who is this dude? Clicked on I said, oh, Okay, I said, I'm not cutting today, but I can cut today. And he said, all right, well, we actually play the Knicks tomorrow night. and We're flying in tonight. So if you could just meet us at the hotel, we're staying at the Trump International in Soho. So just bring your, your clippers and come there. I said, all right, bet. I went ahead and sent him my phone number. I went uh, to the shop, grabbed all my stuff. Boom, I was off to New York. Wow. Yeah. Wow, and how many people did you cut hair that night? Well, I'm sitting in the lobby, right? Okay. And security's tight. I mean, there's so many groupies out there, it was ridiculous. People don't realize that lifestyle, that these, this is rock star-like lifestyle. Okay. And I'm sitting in the lobby and security's running through everybody in the lobby, like, yo, what are you here for? Oh yeah, we'll call them right now. Call them, I wanna talk to them. Wow. Kicking people out, left and right. Next thing you know, they come to me, they're like, what are you here for? I'm like, I'm here to cut so-and-so's hair. They're like, oh, you the barber? I'm like, yeah, I'm the yeah. barber. They're like, all right, you cool. <laughs> I have my case with me. I said, Phew. So then uh, yeah, I get a text saying, yo, we're flying right now. We're circling the airport right now because we're waiting to land. But uh, I'm, uh, we'll be there in like seven minutes. I'm like, all right, but I'm sitting there waiting. Next thing you know, they all walk in there. One of the high profile players walks in the lobby, sees me, and was like, yo, you the barber. He said, man, I need you, I need you. So I'm like, all right, bet, that's, that's what's up, mm -hmm. you know? So Will sends me a text message and says, yo, this is the room number, take the elevator up and meet us in the room. So I'm on an elevator with a couple of high profile players and I'm just sitting here trying to be cool. Right. I'm wanting to be like, yo, can I get an order? But I said, you know, I don't even, right. I'm not even gonna go that route. I'm just gonna enjoy, enjoy the moment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I get to the room and next thing you know, like, Heads just started walking in. Like, you see these six, eight, seven footers walking in, sitting down, and uh, it just happened. So, you start cutting one hair, then everybody else was. Yeah, everybody just came through, and they were all like, yo, we're putting the money on the table over here. 
Mm. They all leave, drop their money, and go. Mm. And then it just got to the point where, yo, do you want to stay for the game tomorrow? We can leave you some ticket. Yeah, yeah, I want to stay for the game. Right, right. And then, you know, me, I mean, I took a couple pictures, but to post on my Instagram, but then I was like, nah. I don't want to come off too groupiest right. because a lot of these guys, you know, they don't like that. Right. So from that standpoint, you met these guys. Mm -hmm. Does that propel you to Victor Emmanuel? Well, what happened is that I was working in the inner city, man, and, and, and the shop that I was working at was horrible. Okay. Uh, there were a lot of unnecessary things that were taking place in the side of the shop to where it just wasn't matching and fitting who I was. Uh, for instance, one of my best friends was a physician at the hospital that I had started to work at. And, you know, this guy walked in the hospital, this doctor, he had socks to watch he was jiggy like from head to toe nice so i walk up to him this is how i introduce myself i'm like man that's a nice watch how you doing my name is joseph he said oh he said how you doing man i said that's, that's, some, that's a nice watch but i said yo your hair's messed up <laughs> he looked at me he was like yeah no he goes i'm from philly but uh i've been here for about 10 uh, 10 years and i got my hair cut one time in hershey and mm. I got my hair messed up. And he said, now, from now on, I just wait till I go back to Philly to get a haircut. So I pulled up my Instagram. Boom. Look at these. Look at these cuts. This guy looks like you. See his hair? Oh, yeah. You could cut my hair? Yeah, definitely, man. Set up an appointment. We'll come through. So uh, this one day, particular day, he came through that shop. In Harrisburg. No? In Har yeah, exactly. Okay. He came, yeah, he, this came doctor hood. came in the hood. Okay. And he sits in my chair and... I put the cape on him and I'm, I just sliced through the first little side of his hair and he goes, yo, stop cutting for a minute. And I'm like, all right, what's up? He said, can I ask you a question? I said, absolutely. He said, don't take any offense to this. But he said, uh, you remember when you were telling me about my socks and my, my, my watch and everything? And then you looked at my hair and said it was messed up. I said, yeah. He said, well, I didn't take any offense to that. So I don't want you to take any offense to this. He said, look around. I looked around. I said, yeah. He goes, what are you doing here? Mm. I said, what do you mean, what am I doing here? He goes, look around. Really look around. He goes, from the hospital and knowing you, how professional you are in the hospital, you don't belong here. He said, why don't you ever open, why don't you open your own barbershop? I'm like, open my own barbershop? He was like, yeah, open, it, open up your own barbershop. And I'm sitting there like, man, open up my own barbershop. That's the same thing the guys, the basketball players from D.C. was telling me. Yo, you should put a spot in D.C. Come on down. I said, well, if you find it, I said, I'll put it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the doctor was saying, yeah, why don't you just go ahead and, and open a spot? I said, listen, Harrisburg is oversaturated with barbershops. I don't want to open a shop in Harrisburg. So he said, uh, well, why not come out to Hershey? And at first, because I had a mentality of the barbershop that I was in, I said, man, I ain't going out to Hershey. You crazy. Them people ain't gonna pay for me to cut their hair. He goes, nah, listen, they will. He's like, you cut, your, your, your clientele consists of a, a wide variety of clients. You have Asians, you have Middle Eastern, you have black, white, you have people from Africa, you have so many, so much different clientele. You have a melting pot of just clientele. Why not? I said, well, nah, I'm not thinking about that. So I get done with his haircut. This guy goes home to Philly for a wedding. And his mother says to him, hey, 
I don't know who cut your hair, but whoever cut it, you need to stay with him because he, your hair looks really good. Mom does best always. Right, right. So he came back to me and said, told me what his mom had said. And he said, yo, I need you to meet me out at this bar real quick tonight. So I'm like, all right, I'll meet you out there. So I go out to the bar. We have a, a drink. And he's like, yo, I need you to follow me. I'm like, follow you? He's like, yeah, yeah, hop in your car, follow me. So I got in my car. I followed him to the plaza, Briarcrest Plaza, where I'm at now. And he, we get out the car. I'm like, what, what are we doing? He goes, this is where you're going to put your barbershop. Mm. I said, nah, man, I ain't putting up there a barbershop. He goes, no, 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 no. You're going to put a barbershop out here. He goes, you got to listen to me, man. Like, you have a gift. God gave you a gift. You can't deny this gift anymore. You have to utilize it. I said, man, from, you know, growing up and mom saying, you got to do white collar work. You got to go to college, get an education and be this and be that. Uh, I never thought that I would be able to pull off something as big as I pulled off. Um, I'm my own boss. And when I say I'm my own boss, I'm my own boss at the point where, you know, my, my original government is Joseph Bass, but I use my middle name for the name of my shop because I wanted a more elegant you know, name. Okay. So Joseph Victor Manuel Bass the third. So Victor Manuel, I was like Victor Manuel, gentleman's barber shop. So when you went and saw this shop, what was the turnaround for you to get on your feet and leave the barber shop in Harrisburg to opening day with your shop? Well, honestly, yeah, that's a good question because at the time that he put that plug in my ear was when I. Every day that I went there, I started to notice things that got on my nerves. Mm. And I was like, man, he was right. So I went to the owner of the shop that I was currently in, and I said, listen, man, I can't cut hair under these conditions. I've been asking for a new barber chair for the last year. The guy next to me is tanked every day. You told him, no coming to work, trunk, no this, no that. He just threw a bottle of Amsterdam in my Empty, empty bottle. Yeah, so he cut the hair drunk. <laughs> I tell you, he was cut young. <laughs> was he good cut the hair drunk or was nah, he? Nah, nah, man. He, he was a great barber sober, but then he, you know, people were complaining. Oh. And then my clientele, and then, and then there were fights that would break out between barbers. And I'm just like, man, when I tell you that could have been a, a, a HBO special, it could have been an HBO special. It was just, so it was, it was basically the wild, wild Yeah, man, it was. It was it, I'm, I'm not laughing, but I am laughing because it sounds like some crazy ass seeing that you didn't, you didn't really you really didn't be it i didn't and I so didn't. The, so from the point that you guys met out at the briar is it briar briar crest briar crest and hershey mm-hmm. to you acquiring that space right how long did it take you to make that move oh man i once the place was gone it took about six months to actually go in and gut it out and, and create what needed to be created Okay. Uh, was it hard? Now here's the other part. A lot of people probably wonder, was it hard to get a loan? Did you go that route? I mean, nah. you don't get financial, but yeah, we don't get into financial. But, 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 but no, nah, it wasn't hard at all. Okay. Um, it was a pretty penny, but at the end of the day, you got to pay the cost if you want to be a boss. At the end of the day, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Make, you got to spend money, make money. Right? And that's honestly got true. So you get out there. Mm-hmm. How do you hype? I mean, you are in the shop. How are you getting clientele? To your spot. I well, mean, honestly, you got the, you got the one doctor who mm-hmm. vouches for you. Right. Well, he has a list of client or residents because it's across the street from the Penn State Medical Hershey Center. You know what I mean? Right. So everybody over there, all the residents, there's a turnover rate every single semester of new residents coming in and coming. You have attendees who are the bosses of the residents saying, "Hey, if you need a haircut, go over there and get your haircut." I'm right across the street. 
And now they're looking at my Instagram. They're looking at the Facebook. They're looking at Google because I've, I've set up an app where you can go into Google and it'll show you pictures of haircuts. Because nowadays, if you go to a different town, you, you're scared to get your haircut because you don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know who's <laughs> going to cut your hair. That is true. I wanted to come up with a format. You know how you used to walk in those barbershops and everybody had the stuff smacked on the wall with all that different haircuts and you had to pick a number of which haircut you want? I didn't want to do that. Okay. Because I felt like... At the end of the day, somebody cut those hair, those heads up there. It wasn't you. So if they picked that number, you ain't gonna be able to make that hair look like that. <laughs> Not every barber can do that. This is true. I, you're right. So I said, let me give them visuals. The world we live in now is straight visual. Right. If I put some cuts up there on my Google and they're scrolling through my haircuts, which a lot of the shops in the area don't do. They don't have any, any visuals. My business has quadrupled because of what I can do and what I've shown. Not just that, but Instagram. You can book an appointment with me off of Google. You can book an appointment with me off of Yelp. All these other avenues. It's, like I said, internet. Everybody has a smartphone. Everybody has a computer in their pocket. And at the end of the day, like I was listening to your podcast earlier today, coming down uh, from Syracuse today. I came all the way from, I was in Syracuse yesterday. I shot down in Maryland at ACU, but I was listening to your podcast down there. Like you said, back when you were throwing them parties, bro, you didn't have... You had you had the load AOL. Right. You didn't have right. at so, your fingertips right. a computer. You, you had it was word of mouth. Absolutely. AOL, that's what you're saying. And I'm I'm, I'm over here for the rest of the night. Exactly. Find me. Exactly. And so you got that technology. You're up and running six months. You got the Man. got all the, the young doctors coming oh. through. And are you finding it hard now being the boss at when you first start open to get Barbers on the level that you want them to do. Um, since I've been open, I've been to eleven barbers in my shop. Now, some people might say you a little harsh. That's a little harsh, or is that just regular turnover in any shop? No, it's not regular turnover at any shop. But at my shop, it's regular turnover because I have a high standard. I'm not going to have somebody in my shop that can't produce quality. Because at the end of the day, people pay for haircuts. People pay for quality. What if, I, if I have a choice between going to McDonald's and getting a quick meal or sitting down and eating some fresh food with a sous chef in the back, I'm going to the sous chef every time. Right. Because I'll pay for that quality. I'm not putting that in my body. I don't want somebody cutting my hair at Sports Clips or any of these other, you know, fast cut shops just to <laughs> whack my hair off. No. I, want, I care about what I look like. My presentation is huge. We live in a social media. We live in a... We live in a in an era, generation where the phone, everything is image, right? What you look like. So why would you want to be fresh? And so, like we were talking about earlier, you could have the worst pair of shoes on, you could be dusty looking, but if your hair is fresh, man, you feel fresh. You do. You, you, I always tell people, like when I don't have a haircut, I feel like a bum. But when as soon as I got that barber chair, I feel like a Superman. I feel like a brand new person. Absolutely. Because you know what? It's, a whole, it's, your, it's your whole look. Definitely. So I guess. When you, so you've been open for how long? How long have you been? April 20th, uh, last year I opened. So I've been open for about what? A year and about four months, maybe? Yeah, a year, year and five months. About yeah, a year and five months. Four, four or five months. So what do you say to entrepreneurs out there that's the hardest thing you had learned with your own business as far as doing the barbershop and medical field? Well. So they can take. I'll tell you what, I, I work with a, a group uh, I don't want to say the name of the school, but I get a lot of high I get a lot of high school kids, kids fresh, you know, getting ready to go to college. And a lot of them, college isn't for them at the end of the day. And college isn't for everybody at the end of the day. But 
what I do stress is if college isn't for you, you better pick up a trait. You better pick something up that you can utilize because there's guys now that don't go to college. Like I know I have a friend who went to Votech, became an electrician. Mm-hmm. This man has gotten six contracts from the state mm-hmm. to do electrical work on a property. This man makes over six figures a year, supports his family, lives a nice life. And he didn't go to college. And what people don't realize too is college is, is great if you have the means, but a lot of the people we went to at Syracuse, they went to college and they paid cash for, for, for school. Right. They didn't come out of college after four years with $176,000 student loans and half of it was interest tacked on. This is true. This is no, like seriously. You're right, no, I mean, a lot of people went to college, I definitely know their parents paid for their whole way to go through. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I like what you're saying as far as pick up a trade. Pick up a trade. I mean, we have a thing in Baltimore that, you know, you can go to city schools and you can go right to a, a community college for it. There's, there's something about it that you have to do, but right. you can go to community college for free for a couple of years. Hey. And I, I always tell people, you know, just do try it out. If it ain't for you, if you know right away it's not for you, then don't waste your parents' time or your Because it's a waste of money at the end of the day. You know, and I, what I stressed in my last pod was I had a great group of friends who wanted to be something. Mm-hmm. And I was down now in college, but they were like, we, we all came here together, we're leaving we're together. We're leaving together, absolutely. And we did that. So that support system, I always tell people, Science. you need that around. So going back to the, the shop, um, how's the shop going? I mean, you've been there for a year? I've been there for a year, man, and I'm going to tell you, businesses, uh, I've never in my life been booked. I mean, we're open seven days a week, and I just, August 11th, coming up here shortly, I, I uh, took Sundays off. Seven days a week, I've been booked nonstop. So, what we have to do the barber code of having Monday off? Was that ever a code? You know what? It, like no, no, no. I grew up with that. Yeah, absolutely. So it it used code? to be a code, but we're in a generation of okay, people want service. Why close when we could be open? At the end of the day, the barbers that I have in my shop want to work Sundays. Because I remember Monday was it was always. Barbershops are always closed. They're closed Sundays Sunday and, and Mondays, Monday. right. And you had to wait the whole until right. Tuesday. Tuesday was always the worst day to go in there. Well, look at the world we live in now. Right. Kids want to get fresh for school. I want my cut Sunday now. Right. I'm not waiting until Friday to get, no, I want, or Saturday. I want Sunday because right. I'm going to school Monday fresh. Right. I'm, and Mondays, why, why close? You know what I mean? That's why me as the owner, I'm t- I took, I personally, I section myself out of Sunday now. Was it, was it, um, did you charge more on Sunday or was no, it more than no, 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 Sunday? No, 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 okay. no, not at all. Uh, but however, my shop, when you compare it to the shops in the area and, and in Harrisburg, you could get a haircut. The type of haircut I give, I'm giving you $35 for a cut where they're charging 15 Well, it's funny. I will give the props, the props are due to Victor Manuel. Uh, my good friend was getting married in Lancaster, PA. And... He needed a haircut before his wedding. Him and his dad did. And I booked him online to get a haircut that morning. And Victor Manuel had, he was booked that morning, but he got us in. And I, I never told you the story, but um, after we got the haircut, mm-hmm. we're riding back to Lancaster. It's about 25, 30 minute ride back. So you realize it was a 25, 30 minute ride. And they said, Aaron, we didn't, we were figuring out why in the hell are we driving 25 to 30 minutes for a haircut? 
And I said, it's well, and they said, it was well worth it. They, all, they, they were like, this is the best looking hair I've had. Well, it's an experience, and that's what I try to give all my clients and people that come into the shop. It's not just about the haircut, it's about the experience, right. the conversation we have when you come in there. I mean, different strokes for different folks. There's things I'm teaching people that come in my chair that aren't educated. I'm talking to them about ways to better their lives. I'm talking to them about things that they have no clue about. Would you say, would you say the barber is the number one psychiatrist out there? Honestly, yeah, man. I mean, I have a, my, a couple other friends that are physicians. They send me this. Uh, I got something basically through email through them saying basically that, yeah, the barber is a psychologist to a majority of the men. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men look forward to sitting down in that chair and venting and talking about life. Because we, we, we tend to, we're not only barbers, we're image consultants, we're, uh, you know, in the fashion industry, we're heavy. We keep up on the latest trends. We keep up on the latest hairstyles, beards, whatever it is. So would you call yourself a celebrity barber? No. Now you can tell you will tell. Can you tell us a story about one day I was on Instagram and I looked you up and mm -hmm. I'm like looking at your stories and you're All Star Weekend. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little? You don't got to tell us the whole thing, but give us a little peek behind the curtain. Of how do you how you end up in LA? And be awesome and like just curious. You don't got name in there. No name. When, when you work hard at your craft and you get to a level of highness. Other people recognize, you know what I mean, and and then them seeing my page and looking at cut after cut after cut, because I, I used to post pictures of me out there. I, my page was so scattered at the point. I said, you know, I'm just gonna dedicate this page to my craft and what I do, and, and my brand. I get a call. Hey, yo, man, we need you to come out to All Star Weekend. Uh, you know, we got a couple of heads, you know, you don't, we got lined up. The next thing you know, I'm in a hotel, like, this is all-stars. This ain't regular NBA players. This right. is all-stars. Right. Like the elite of the elite. Uh, and I'm just standing there, and I'm like, listening to people talk, laughing, cracking up, jokes, everything. And I'm just like, wow. You know. Like, you, you, you've arrived. I've arrived, absolutely. But at the same time, uh, when it comes to this craft it's nothing you just get settled with you're always con like me I'm constantly always trying to improve my craft I'm trying to improve my skill set and I'm constantly learning gotcha. I'm looking at different things I'm going to Paris in January man like fashion week mm. uh, I got my own clothing line coming out everything is, is based on this Victor Manuel logo uh, I've got some stuff working with Nike coming out on the 18th, or excuse me, three days from now. Mm. The Victor Manuel bands. Uh, it's awesome. Hey, it's, it's, it's a blessing. And I just, for people out there that, that you know, and, I, and I, don't, I don't say I did this myself. I have people that have been instrumental in Nishu Patel is my best friend that told me about, he's the first person that said, yo, stop cutting my hair look around mm. if you don't like what you're doing or you're stuck and you're at a point in life stop doing what just be still and, and, and observe you'll get clarity eventually and figure out your way so what I always ask every person who comes in the pod what thing would you, what would you say to your younger self 
now looking back, what would you say to yourself? <laughs> right out of high school, I would have went and got that barber license. I would have got that a lot quicker. Because like I said earlier, I'd probably be about 10 steps ahead of where I'd probably be retired right now if that was the case. I wouldn't be sitting here in the midst of, but at the same time, I don't want to take away from what I've experienced and what I've learned because, you know, some people are like, oh, this didn't happen at this time. By this age, I should be here. By this age, nah, at the end of the day, life is a constant process for everybody. And just think it through and, and don't follow into the norm. Don't follow what everybody else is doing. If somebody's telling you, oh, you got to do this, you got to do it. No, do what's best for you. Even if it's not going with the grain, if it's going against the grain, go. So what, how can people find you on all the social media networks? This is your time oh, man. to plug the networks, plug everything. Because like I said, the listeners, I'm doing, I'm not, this season is all about entrepreneurs. Oh, that's what's and, I, and I really want the people to go out and support entrepreneurs, you know. If you're driving through Hershey, if you're in the area. Yeah, man. Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Chocolate. Like I tell everybody, it's chocolate world, but it, I'm bringing something new to the area. You know, there's a lot of soccer tournaments out there. I know a lot of people, the kids, lacrosse tournaments. Oh, man. You might need a Not just that. Head, you, you know, know what they have? They have, they have a, what's that stuff called? Goo? I don't know. They have the, these YouTube kids now. They come out to the Hershey Lodge and they're like, yo, we're having this goo contest and all these kids come out. But we get a lot of vacationers. We get people coming for seasonal. I've had clients from Miami. I've had clients from all over the world. Nice. We're just here visiting, stopping to the shop to get a haircut. Nice. But yeah, man, you can check me out on Instagram at Victor Manuel Barbershop. V-I-C-T-O-R-M-A-N-U-E-L Barbershop. And also uh, Facebook as well, Victor Manuel Barbershop. Give me a Google. Are you on Twitter? Are you doing that Twitter? No, nah, I, mean, I, I really don't. I don't mess with the Twitter because... <laughs> You get into the words and start talking, and next thing you know, you know, you get, I, I just want to stay humble about mine and stay low key, on well, a sense. I appreciate you coming down here, man. This has been uh, an yeah. interview in the making for a while, and yeah, definitely. I really wanted you to tell your story because people need to hear. You know, you don't, you're not Joe Millionaire overnight. You're not. Things are going to happen overnight. You got to take time to get your craft and get better and be good at what you're doing. You know, and and, and enjoy what you're doing. Definitely. What do, where, where do we see you in the next three or four years? With your, with your, um, honestly, next three or four years. Uh, Doesn't give any secrets, but like, what do you, what do you see yourself? Uh, well, honestly, I'm, I, I've got a lot of. Um, this, say, yeah. I'm gonna say specifically the October, in Lancaster is a spot opening up, and I'm just gonna plug it in there, man. Free Press, F R E E P R E S S. You can go ahead and go follow that on Instagram, man. It's a nice little boutique uh, with just. A lot of the latest fashions and things of that nature, man. You can check it out. Okay. We've got some big things going on. Well, listen, uh, Victor Manuel, yeah, I man. appreciate you coming on the No Picks of Dark podcast. I appreciate your support and love. And Definitely. just always, I mean, you play, you play the pod in the, in the shop. In the shop, baby. Which is awesome. Well, yeah. You, one thing touched me I will, before you wrap up was what you said to me. You said there was an episode with a young lady by the name Jess. And every man, every barber and every client had the feelings and emotions during that time. And that really hit me because you know what? That means people are listening. Absolutely. People are, are, are applying to it. And you know, and I appreciate you for playing it in the barbershop. That, yeah. that, that, that's the best place I would say to play it. Definitely, man. We get a tons of clientele. We get we get barbers, we get we get doctors, we get lawyers, businessmen, we get people from all walks of life in the shop. And at the end of the day, you know, we're supposed to be kind to each other, spread love. And that's why I support you because 
you know, you, you're stepping out of your realm. For those that don't know, this man is is, is doing basically kind of what I did. Uh, you go to college for something specific, and then you end up taking a left turn somewhere and going your own way and finding your own way. Right. And and that's probably probably the, the most rewarding thing at the end of the day when you can sit back and see what you've created. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to give people numbers, but the numbers are like Absolutely. surprising. And somebody asked me, why are you so surprised? And I said, thank you for that confidence. Yeah, don't but be. We're going to check out, and I appreciate everybody listening. We're checking out the Little Kids at the Dark podcast, the manual. Go so check them out. He's a Hershey PA. We out.